Thanks for tuning in to your day off podcast, hosted by your boys, Corey and Tony. I think by the end of today, I might have another best friend. They're committed to making you fall in love with the hair industry, one podcast at a time. Uh, you're going to grab a lot of information. Yeah, you're going to learn a lot. Presented by Hair Industry. Ladies and gentlemen, this is it. Your day off podcast will begin after a word from our sponsors. I'm sitting with my best friend Tone. What's up, buddy? What's up, bro? Nothing, dude. We haven't done this in a while. I kind of feel rusty already, you know. Yeah, it's uh, it, the holidays kind of throws us off a little bit, right? Because you get so busy in the shop, and then yeah, uh, then we just kind of lose our vibe a little bit when it comes to the podcast. But uh, it we just... also had we also had a couple unfortunate things happen in the beginning of December. We um we had uh, two back to back podcasts that couldn't make it. So, you know, it kind of like it, it threw off our release schedule, you know, to get through uh, get through the holidays and stuff. But um but uh you know, it just and then it, it pushes us back now. It's like been a month or so since we've actually talked and like I don't think it, well I think it happened once back in 2021 or something, but you know, we haven't uh whatever. We're back guys. We're back and we got some big announcements today. Literally just Last week, if you're listening to this, it'll be last week. If you're listening, if you're if you're in this phone call, it's actually this week. We just launched our Presley Poe and Friends event that's happening on March 25th and 26th in the great state of Maryland and in, uh, in Frederick, Maryland. And um, your uh, tickets are available at PresleyPoeandFriends.com. This year, Tony, I'm blown away by I'm blown away that anybody wants to work with us. But uh, but give us a rundown of who's going to be there. Of course, we got the the one and only press. Yep. We got the beautiful Rebecca Taylor. She's flying in from the West Coast to come be with us and uh, to share her all her love. Um, she yeah, she's some- doing a she's doing like a tie dye um um uh, uh tie dye color uh, class. So um, make sure that you sign up for that because that I mean if you follow Rebecca, I know you do, but um you know her work's insane. Oh my goodness! And she's doing an independent education class too. To to just show you how she's able to do what she does yeah and she's really sharing it all which is pretty uh pretty impressive yeah she's an og too we got wow i don't know of course i said we said press we said rebecca we got a rod a rod the barber um so uh if you don't follow a rod that's a rod 23 pr um i know you do because he has like two million instagram followers i think everybody uh everybody in the industry is following a rod so he's going to be here He's teaching, uh, you know, his world famous fade um, class, and as well, he's teaching um, a social media class. So, you know, if you want a little bit of knowledge of how to, um, you know, uh, get some fo- get a following of, you know, two million people, like A Rod's the one to talk to. Kind of what's cool what he's doing. If you if you purchase the fade class, he's giving you the social media class, for sure. So you can t- attend both, uh, and he has two million followers because his social media is off the chain so <laughs> he's teaching you how he's doing it all so you know if, that, if that's something that you're interested in uh he's going to definitely help you uh get to where you want to go yeah it's pretty exciting i can't wait to i can't wait to just kind of hang out with a rod because uh, although we've had like a, a couple quick uh, uh um um communication i can't wait to hang out with them for the weekend and we've got the living legend the godfather himself mr sam via sam dude so 
a little backstory about Sam for those that are listening in is Sam. This is the third time we've uh, we've tried to get Sam. So um, back in 2020, uh, Sam was going to do our Presley Poe event, and as we know, the world shut down. Uh, 2021, the world wasn't quite open again, so we couldn't we couldn't schedule that one. And then last year, he was supposed to be here, but literally like two days before we were going to announce the show. Um, the uh they changed naha to the same day as our show last year so sam had to pull out of that because uh you know, i don't know apparently he has a contract with redkin or something i don't i don't know what that's all about but uh <laughs> but that's that's what sam's on so sam's coming and he'll be there and his team is coming and uh it's going to be really exciting and then with tony what's he teaching uh he's he's teaching um uh like i don't know how to describe it like key like keeping your like kind of your haircuts edgy um but what i can't believe is that he's given away shears that's that costs more than a class yeah that's crazy so when you sign up for his class he's giving away a set of shears um to everybody that signs up for the class so you know for for and he only has i think 60 tickets available if i remember correctly yeah um, and mannequin heads and mannequin heads so uh you know for the price of admission you're going to get uh you're going to get uh shears a mannequin head and you're going to get mr sam Bia teaching you how to use all those tools which to me it just blows my mind you know sam sam is sam's a good dude man an incredible educator last or 2021 i think he was naha's uh educator of the year yeah and and, and what's cool is that he's focusing on on uh you know taking all your techniques and add, adding a, a, a cool edge to it yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh keeping it relevant and current and uh so you don't uh you know just kind of stay in and i have it yeah for sure and, so uh, all the classes are going to be on uh, march 26th and then march 25th we are doing our world famous networking event where you get to come and hang out and hang out with all the artists and this year we added a vip package so um if you guys are interested in the vip package what that's going to be is we're selling a very very limited amount of tickets um and you'll uh, like 40 by the way 40 that's it that's it. So um, with those 40 tickets, you'll be in the room with all four artists, um, with all four artists. And, you know, you get to like, uh, um, you know, ask them questions or, or kind of like a kind of like a mastermind table is, is how we're going to set it up. So, you know, you'll have you'll have your time with each artist. I think it's an, I think it's an incredible, incredible opportunity. And um, also with our VIPs, we're talking to some of our vendors and um, you might be getting some special swag in that. So anyway, Chris, I mean, <laughs> Tony. So today on the podcast, we have one of our, our old Oh, dear friends i hate to say old because we th th that seems like what we talk about but one of our old dear friends is back on the podcast and we're excited to have him on you already called him out dog i know i know i, I messed up Slip. you think i'd be a pro at this but um <laughs> but i'm not um <laughs> listen on the podcast today is chris solome if you guys have been paying attention to chris's uh uh post which which we have been you know he's doing some really good stuff he uh he, he's he he's we were talking about like uh like, like legacy and what that means and and i and i'm really um a big fan of what chris is doing and and how he's talking to an audience and stuff so i kind of want to get into that i kind of want to get into like where he's been the last couple of years not where he's been but what's changed um in the last couple of years and and where he's going and where he's headed into should we get him yeah that's definitely good at mr chris Sulame, welcome back to your day off thanks guys let's go let's do it let's do it yeah, we all kind of connected real early, and uh, just because I mean, your heart is very similar to our heart. You know what I mean? It's uh, we like each other. Yeah, <laughs> in the sense that you know, you, you serve the industry in, in a way that that 
you know, you're giving back uh, and, and not just kind of like taking or, or what's in it for me. I mean, you're literally uh, giving back to the industry. And, and when we saw you and saw you doing that, Corey and I, we've, we've had conversations many a time about you about, you know what I mean? That's, those are kind of people that we want to kind of surround ourselves with, you know, because it's just like-minded hearts. Yeah. Well, coming from uh, probably the two most likable guys in the industry. And I know Tony's speaking for you too, Corey, <laughs> um, you know, I mean, thanks because um, that's, you know, that is the goal. And, um, and it's an interesting thing because, you know, uh, you just shared about four, you know, people that are having major influence that you guys are going to bring together. And, and there's, a, there's plenty of us out there, that um, don't have that amount of influence that are still helping, you know, and uh, a buddy of mine says like, you know, we have leaders out there, but like, what about the people in the middle, you know, and um, that's where I consider myself in the ranks. And, you know, for, for my circle of influence, uh, I am, I'm trying to, I'm trying to let people know that like, really what I'm trying to let people know is, you know, so many of us put all of our time, effort, and energy behind the chair and then burn out. Mm -hmm. um, and whether you're trying to grow a social media game, whether you're whatever. And I had the same thing happen, super surprisingly, because I'm pretty obsessive. And it kind of threw me for a loop. And I was like, wait a minute. There's a human side to this thing that supports everything you do professionally. Um, and I started to turn my attention towards that basically because of the fact that um, I went through a real rut. And um, so that's why I'm loving, you know, sharing from the middle and, sh you know, and sharing uh, what, what has impacted me and like given me a ton of drive. Yeah. You know, I, I think that, and, and I, I don't even know what the conversation is, but, but I know that, that, that the three of us growing up, we very much grew up in a hustle culture. You know, and, and, and I'm not and and, you know, it was always like, I remember working at a salon and if you asked for a raise, they'd say, take another client. Right. So that, yeah. that, that was your raise. And like, it was just hustle, 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 hustle. And I think like, like many of us, I, I think that, that COVID kind of the, the, the absence um, in the salon from COVID kind of like uh, opened our eyes a little bit about, you know, not having to, not wanting to hustle that much, but, but I guess, I, I guess, you know, th there's also this thing about, you know, take care of yourself first and all that kind of stuff. And I'm not really sure where we end up in all this, Chris, you know, because, you know, it's great to be a hairdresser and, and take care of yourself, but you still have bills. You still have family. Yeah. You still have that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I'll, I'll put it on you. Where do you think this all kind of, what's the middle ground here? Mm -hmm. Been thinking a ton about this and I don't know if I'll answer your question by what I'm about to say, but like, if you look, the answer is going to be different for lots of different people. Um, if you might be listening right now, you're just getting started in the industry. Right. And there's a period of hustle that comes along with that. Right. So you're, you're skill building at the same time that you're client building, you're sort of getting used to doing this thing. And even a three client day when you're new can feel insane. Mm -hmm. um, now with, with multiple service type work, a three client day can feel insane, right? Um, but but you could be a person who's gaining traction and you might be lit up and on fire and like willing um, to hustle. Uh, you might be willing to do your friend's hair in the bathroom on a Saturday night before you guys all go out. You might be willing to do, you know, a, a six day week and then a wedding uh, on Sunday. You might be, you know, you're, you're, you're like, you're like catching fire. 
Um, then there's what I think of as, I don't want to say the danger zone, but like you go through a period where you're really in flow. Um, Michael Cole might call it the rock star. Like you're in that, you're in that phase where you're hitting on all cylinders. And why I get afraid for these people is because ha hair, while creative, there's a repetition that happens over time. And you can you can lose 10 years behind the chair, a decade of your life in a heartbeat and not realize that you haven't changed your focus, perspective, or purpose. And then the next phase, the next thing you know, and this, this is me making this shit up, so I don't want you to think I like red. Like the next is like, I'm starting to wonder what's next and I haven't prepared for it. And so maybe I'm three years behind on a price adjustment. Maybe I've been allowing my clients and, you know, to run my life because I didn't realize that that was going to get out of control. Um, and that's kind of like the phase that I'm talking to people. And here's what's kind of interesting. In every phase, you can find this what's next piece because that's what pushes you to go to the next place. So like you'll see cosmetology school students that are saying they're burned out. <laughs> right. Um, so, so now to kind of package a, an arbitrary answer to your question, it's like, we got to start getting really clear about what, you know, boundaries came up in the past few years. Mm -hmm. Well, why did boundaries come up? Because nobody else had an answer for like taking care of yourself along the way and balancing the skill building of skill mastery. How do I do that balayage, cut that bob, you know, create that unicorn hair color. Um, and then kind of, I'll call it business mastery, but, you know, that's a term that somebody else, you, you know, mastering that side. So like along the journey, you're making sure that you, you don't reach burnout. And when you do, you're ready for another thing. Um, you were talking when we got on about this phase that us three old guys are in, in our career, where it's, it's way more interesting for me to help out a young person. Like after this um, podcast, I'm going to jump on a call with somebody who's crushing it in the salon. I don't know that I'll ever be as good as she is now as a young hairstylist. Um, well, I won't cause I'm not behind the chair anymore, but I mean, even in my best days. Right. And you know, they're getting there faster. She's going to, we're going to talk because she's going, I got here in three years of my career. Like I got to where everybody's telling me I was supposed to be now what, and what we're doing is we're going, the money part's fun for a while and you got to have it. Right. But if you can find a way to impact people differently and better along your journey, you're going to find that your work is more worthwhile. You know, and, the comment, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm going to jump in here because I, I want to make a point is that as an industry, I think we're going to have to figure some other stuff out because here's the deal is that, is that when the three of us came up, you know, we work behind the chair. We, 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 we all work really hard behind the chair for, for, for our careers. Well, you see, as of like the last five, six years, all that's changed because all I had to do was be responsible for doing the best work that I possibly could do behind the chair. You know, I could hand out some business cards and I could play that game. But now it's like, now you have to be like a marketing expert. Now you have to be a photographer, a photography expert. Now you have to be a videography um, expert. Now you have to be somewhat entertaining. You know, 
it's I I I easily see why burnout is rising in our industry because it's not just about doing what you love. And maybe you love that other stuff too, but but if you combine all that together, you know, it, it's it, it, I can easily see how burnout is there. Or if you're seeking, like, how can I be? Go ahead, Tony. And, and it seems like they're getting there so much faster because of all that. Right. But how long? But what I'm saying is how sustainable is that? Is that sustainable over a 30 or 40 year career? I mean, I don't know. It's just but I think it's the question that we need to ask as an industry. Well, if if I'm going to like so I, I'm I've this past year has helped me to take a different. I have a different set of eyes on that now. Um, I think everything that you just described is not necessarily true, but we've all embodied it. Meaning, here's the truth. Like, here's a fact. I could drive one minute from my house right now, get to a hair salon. There's a really busy hairstylist that works there that's crushing it, that's never made a post on social media. Um, it isn't a necessary tool contrary to popular belief, if your goal is to be a hairstylist in the salon and you're a great networker in your town and you're impacting your community, like hair salons are a key staple. If you can, if, if you as a salon owner and as a hairstylist can understand that you've got a community of people as a hairstylist, you only need 150 clients to, to be full. Now you guys have had plenty of people on here that have described that. I don't have to talk about you know, the six week cycle, 25, you know, clients a, a, a week. Um, so the reality is, is we've looked so hard at other people and dude, I did this too. Um, there was a, there was a period in my career where I stopped posting career life, I guess I'll just say, because I was, I started to worry about what people would think when I started to post about things other than being in the salon. Um, and what was that all about? I'm worried about what you guys are going to think what I'm doing with my life. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, that's where everybody's at. And what I'm saying is, look, if you enjoy and you're good, you have a knack for social. A lot of people do. You can take a pretty picture. You want to learn that thing. But if you're on the other side of it, and I've met many of these people, like I know, got it. Working at Salon 124 Group, I knew hairstylists inside of that bunch that aren't that good at taking a picture that are doing two grand a day behind the chair. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's just a fact. It's not a, I'm not theorizing there. Right. Um, and so you, we've decided to believe and have been, and I love social, by the way. I, you know, like, it's a great place for me to share my messaging right now. But I was thinking of it wrong and allowing it to create some kind of comparison. Um, you know, I'm, I'm never going to uh, post uh, what press or, you know, Rebecca Taylor, you, you said she's an OG. I think she started the whole thing. Right. I mean, like she was, and it's like that. And so if you're a hairstylist and you're going, I have to do that. You don't, you don't, you learn, you need to learn to build relationships and build a community inside of your community and then use that as like, oh yeah, that's there. Just my opinion. So you're saying we're good. We're, we're, we're not, and I'm going to generalize here. So forgive yeah. me for that, but, but like, we're doing it, we're doing it backwards. Like we're, like, com we're comparing, like we're comparing ourselves to, you know, look, if every 
superstar. I mean, I, I'm going to sound really like an old guy here for a second, but like, you know, if every person that got into the entertainment business had on their mind that they had to be as good as the Kardashians at like growing an empire, mm-hmm. every other, every other person would feel like a failure. They would have to, because the Kardashians are the cart, right? So like, if I'm going to compare, I can use, I can use an influencer as inspiration. You know, I I can go, that's awesome. I'm going to try that. But if I'm going home at the end of the night and going, I suck because my imagery doesn't look as good as whoever, or I don't have as many followers as another person that I know, but I've got like a solid grounded business. Well, what's the difference? Right. Right. What's the difference? You know what? you don't that, have to get famous. I mean, th- that's interesting too, Chris. And, and um, we, we certainly have had conversations with, you know, quote unquote influencers and, you know, not all of them have full books, you know, not correct. All, you know, not all of them. And I'm not, and it's not, I, not I don't want dig. it to be, I don't want it to be taken as like, it's a shot on the work. That's not, yeah. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that there's some very well-known influencers that we've talked to whose book isn't necessarily, you know, six weeks booked out a hundred percent, you know, um, mm. There's still there's still availability to get appointments, I, I guess I should say. The reason is, is because being an influencer and being a hairstylist are two different jobs, right? They're two different skill sets. And everybody that we had on Shop Talk that's an influencer, you know, the ones that have come clean have have shared that. They said, look, this is two different things. You yeah. know, my influencing career is about education. It's about inspiration. If that's the direction you're going by all means, you better fo- You better be focused on that, right? You need to grow an audience. I'm saying if you're a hairstylist and you're, comp- and, and that's what you do, and you're happy to come home at night, you know, and kiss your loved ones and go, my day was great. I had four of my favorite people in, everything looked awesome. You know, I got a pocket full of tips and I'm going to be able to take care of my family for a long time. Come on. Yeah. What's wrong no- with that? Those are the best days when you look at your schedule and you're like, oh, I like all these people. Yeah. Right. Like that's so cool. Yeah. And I'm only sharing this because like I had comparison syndrome. I don't know how it crept up on me to tell you the truth. I mean, like, you know, I don't know how it crept up on me, but I found myself one day I realized it like hit me, like slapped me in the face. Like you're not doing this because you're worried about what people will think when you stop showing hair. Mm. That was, that was the reason. And it, it was like a sentence like that. I was like, Oh my God. And so that day I started sitting in my backyard (laughs) with a crappy old phone camera. Like it was all smudgy looking. Mm -hmm. And, and here's the other thing that we haven't talked about and probably won't on this episode, other than this sentence, I've been helping other people make videos. So I've become a videographer during my time at salon 124. So other speakers, I will film them. I will make them video content. And what what I've said, been saying to them is, try to be yourself. Stop worrying about what you think people want to hear from you. Let's see what comes out. What's your what's your gift to the planet? So I sat in my backyard and I said, anything I want to say that comes out of my mouth, and I'm going to do that 30 days in a row. And then like then I captured for me like. This is what I really want to talk to people about. I want to talk to people about personal development. I want to talk to people about happiness. 
I want to talk to people about because my favorite days behind the chair, I mean, so, you know, just to qualify to be on this podcast, I was behind the chair for, you know, close to 22 years. I did two and a half million dollars in services. I wrote a book about that. I traveled the world back in my Redken and Kuhn and living proof days and, and, you know, taught lots of people. I was on all of the symposium stages from with my own symposium stage, not as an assistant. Um, so I did all that stuff. That chapter ended. Once it did, I started to feel like a loser because it looked like the only way to have success was to go backwards and compete doing something I didn't want to do anymore. And I was like, wow, this is interesting. I bet people through all stages and phases are trying to really just feel good in their skin while they're doing the thing. And it's like, nobody's talking about that. Mm. I love that, you know, because so many of us, we're doing it just to, just to do it, you know what I mean? Or uh, we get caught up in, in in a culture of of if I don't do it, then you know I must be doing something wrong. Or you know why why can't I do that? Or yeah, I think you know what though. I think I think at least with me, I'll, I'll speak about my shoes. Is that I think when I when I get there, it's because I don't know what's next, but I see other people that are there. So what are they doing to get there? You know, and so I think like when you certainly when you play the comparison game or or I, I think you're looking more for answers than you are idolizing, if that makes if that makes any sense at all. You know, it's like it, that, that seems to be the process that I'm going through, like, well, I don't know how to get to X, Y, Z. And these people have seemed to have done that. So mm -hmm. let me pay attention to what they're doing. Now, with that comes the comparison, like, oh, what am I not doing? You mm -hmm. know, but 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 I think that. I think that that's a more honest answer, at least for me, as to as to why I get caught up in that. Well, again, if you're super enjoying it, you know, like then that's a whole different. We're having a whole different conversation, right? Yeah, but I like, don't necessarily know yeah. if that's the truth, you know. But you know, you're looking for what's next. But I don't know if it doesn't always feel good. Mm -hmm. That's true. You yeah, know, that's true. That's true. I want to give an example, Tony. What you just said, I want to kind of reflect on, like. I have a brother. I talk about him all the time. He is my idol. Um, he stayed behind the chair for the duration of his career. He's 12 years older than me. And, you know, if I'm if I'm totally honest, and I hope none of his clients would ever hear this, like, he's miserable. You know, he's miserable every day. He's been doing hair now 40 years. Um, he didn't evolve. Um, and he's mad about it. And, you know, the converse, and he's not, you know, he's going to, he's going to work for a little while longer. Right. Um, and the conversations that we have are, you have to figure out now, this is for everybody. Mm -hmm. You got to figure out how to make the work that you're doing on a daily basis worthwhile. So I'll give you a quick example of this, like in my brain, when I was a kid and had a full head of hair and I was, you know, happy to be, you know, strapping young man, ready to go behind the chair and, and lo loving every second of loving the long days, loving all of it. The, the main thing that I was interested in was the hair, the outcome of how it looked. That was my creation on a person's head, right? Um, that gave me my self-esteem that gave me, you know, my professional um, fulfillment. Eventually that wore off some and I started to get really interested in the relationships I had developed, right? So now you've grown a clientele, you know, this person that owns this business up the street, you can get into this restaurant here. 
um, you're you, you're at this person's wedding, right? So the relationships really become the the worthwhile work that you're doing. The hair is what got you in the door, that got you on the field, but the relationships, man, if you can nurture those for a long time, that that can fuel you for a long time. Because when my when my goal behind the chair is to just make this person feel amazing and to like, you know, you hear day, I'm a day maker and I'm a this, I'm a that, but like, are you, you know, are you holding yourself to that standard? Not so I can congratulate you that you're a day maker, but what the person that sat in your chair leaves teary eyed, you know, you've all, we've all had that happen, right? That's when you know, you've scored. Well, depending on the tiers, yeah, you know, if you score. Yeah, them. yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. There are those, We've there's all been those on both two. ends of that. Yeah. Yeah. There's those two. But like, but like that's bigger fuel, right? Now, now take that down the career path further. And I'm talking to you, burnout salon owners, right now. I just met with one of you this week, you know, thinking about, I'm thinking about selling my salon, but I have a great profitable business here, right? Business taking care of my family and bringing home money, but I hate it. If I'm honest, I hate it. You know what I mean? Every, you know, the, the, the goings on that come along with running a salon, there's person, there's PR issues. There's a fire every day in a salon, you know, whether, I mean, whether you like it or not. And, you know, if, if I've realized that my business now is the key to my community, to me being a part of that local community, to me having a positive impact there, again, the hard work becomes worthwhile work. I didn't make up the worthwhile work thing, by the way. That's I think that comes from raving fans or who moved my cheese or one of one of those mm -hmm. um, books. But I but I like you know the thought of it um, because if if my work is just about getting a dollar at the end of the day, that's fun in the beginning. It really is. When I mean you you know you have your first thousand dollar day, a fifteen hundred dollar day, your you know your pockets are full. That is super fun. 10 years down the line, if that's, if that's your, your fuel, you're in deep shit. Yeah. Yeah. Cause when you first started out, you're broke. So, you know, those, 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 <laughs> those days are great. But after 10 years, yeah. If, 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 like you said, if you're still motivated by that, you must still be broke. So something's going on. <laughs> that's funny. Tone. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't, it, as you, as you, the more years you have in the industry, you, you, you are looking for different motivations and you are looking for different things uh, to fire you up, you know, and early on, even before the money, um, like Chris was saying, it's just the skill set that fires you up, right? Like if you do like a killer Bob, you know, or, you know, like that perfect, like that perfect shape or that perfect or the perfect like balayage or something, you know, that fires you up. You know, and, and regardless of the money, because, you know, at least when we were doing, you know, you're, it's a $30 haircut. So it's not the money. But as human beings, we evolve, we grow. Things mean different things now in our lives compared to when we were uh, starting off as a hairdresser. Uh, Corey, you make this quote all the time. If you're the same person at, tw at 50 as you were at 20, you wasted 30 years of your life, you know? Um, so, you know, obviously... What happens, I think, a lot of us, we stay in that 20-year-old situation, even though it's 10, 20 years from now, we haven't evolved in this situation, and we become miserable because something needs to change, and we maybe don't know how to change it, or we want, you know, it, we get stuck. Yeah. I'm starting to play with an idea that could be completely false, but like, 
that all of us have a responsibility to grow and develop to whatever our internal potential is. Um, and, you know, Michael obviously talks about potential, you know, I mean, like I spent a lot of time with him back in the day and he probably lit that fire in me, like trying to figure out. Um, so there's a couple things I think about a lot is like, number one, my potential isn't your potential, right? So the thing that you guys are doing doesn't mean it's the thing that I, that I should be doing, meaning my heroes on social, right? Like, like I may or may not fit that category. Um, I could love football, but my potential was probably never to be an NFL right quarterback. So like, you know, you've got to self-manage that and like have a little bit of personal awareness around that. Um, but like, if you can go on that journey and you guys have gone on this journey, right? So I think the first thing it's about like getting yourself stable. I think it's, I think it's your responsibility as a person. If you're uh, new in the industry, if you're young, I'll just set call it out like that. I think it's your job to become personally responsible and self-reliant. Um, and the reason why is you're a better partner. You're a better teammate. You're, you're, you know, we talk about knowing our value. Well, in all honesty, like if you're self-reliant, it means you're adding value to somebody somewhere, right? You're, you're, so there's that. Second, people start to notice. You might get one follower, meaning, I don't mean on social, I mean like one person in the salon that comes over and asks you a question, how did you do that, right? Now, your, or, or your friends might start to ask you, how come you're so happy? Like all, every hairstylist has had the conversation where their friends, or a good hairstylist, had the conversation where their friends come to them and say, I want to do what you do because you seem so freaking happy all the time, <laughs> right? It's like, how come your life is so cool? Um, then, so people start to notice, then the groups get a little bigger. You start to, you start to influence smaller groups. You become the leader in a salon. You might become the teacher in that salon. Um, you might do a class, right? So you've evolved now from just me. I got to learn this thing. Now I'm affecting groups. Then the groups grow. Maybe, maybe you become an educator. Maybe you don't, maybe, maybe you're an influencer again in your community. I really want to like hammer down. You are important in your community and don't, don't ever put that down. Our salon community is a beautiful thing, but there's people right next door to you. They have lives too. They're, they're paying taxes on the same dirt you're paying taxes on. Um, those people matter if you're, if you're doing hair in, in there. And then there's what you guys have done. And I mean, like, look, I, I just can't tell you the admiration I have for the two of you. And I, and I just, I mean that like, whole in fact it just kind of made my eyes water a little bit but like then there's scale and scale is what happens scale doesn't mean to grow scale means like you're doing the same work and affecting a massive amount of people with the same work so you could you could do a podcast episode and four people could hear it or with the same work six hundred thousand people could hear it that's what scale is i didn't do any more i had bigger impact and that's when you know you've landed on something that really hits home for people you don't have to get the scale you might be a small groups person some people say i'm comfortable just one-on-one -on -one. um but you know i'm you could be one-on-one -on -one with lots of people and grow a group of people that have admiration for you, that, that you've impacted, that you've really helped out. 
And, you know, I just, I just think we've forgotten about that in the salon industry. In the 90s, that was easy because what you couldn't see what everybody else was doing, right? And I, I, again, I'm sorry, you know, if I sound old to you by saying mm -hmm. that, but it's just a reality, you know, of, of, what, of what life was like. Now it's a little different. I, yeah, I mean, listen, I think, I think what you're saying is like, you know, and, and I've certainly, um, I've certainly got there and, and Tony has as well, like, but we're just at the legacy phase, you know, it's like, how can we, like you were saying, like, how can we scale this? How can we, how can we affect, you know, more people in the industry? You know, I mean, for us, we started a podcast and got really lucky with the timing of it. And, 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 and you know, people seem to care about um, what we have to say or, or the guests that we bring on, you know, so I think that that's a little bit part of our legacy, but, you know, at the same time, who knows what's next, you know, and, and, and what, what, what do we, what do, what can we do with, with. Well, that's the thing about potential. You and I had a conversation. I want to say it was December-ish. It might've been before Christmas and you were talking about how fortunate you feel blessed. I think was the word you used mm -hmm. that you're putting together a show with Presley and Sam and Rebecca Taylor. And, and like five years ago, you could have never imagined that. Oh no. That's the potential that is in there. That if you put yourself to the right type of work over time and take care of yourself, <laughs> you, you, those things are in there. Like that mm -hmm. was in there. That was going to happen. When you and I met before we ever knew it, that's, that's the potential I'm talking about. And if you don't, if you just stay in this, you know, stay in that rut, if you, you close your eyes and muscle through it, and I'm just doing this for a dollar, that shit doesn't happen. Yeah, that's fair. You know, you, if, yeah. you, if you chase the dollar, like if you chase the dollar, it just, it feels cheap to everybody else. You know, if yeah, if I'm not saying don't be responsible. You know, th those sorts no, of things. I'm saying no, 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 yeah. no. I think I think that I, 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 I certainly understand. I know that Tony certainly understands. You know, like when you start leading heart forward, then 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 you see real results. You know, if if you know, we're very very good as a human species of 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 picking up on BS. You know, so I, I and 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 we do, we don't want to surround ourselves with anything that 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 speaking about potential that can potentially be gross, <laughs> you know. So mm -hmm. you know, we just lead heart first, and then um, I, I think you come off as as more genuine and 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 what's the other word that I'm looking for? But authentic. authentic. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you know, but I think you know you, you have to be an authentic like state in your heart for, for it even to convey. And you know, like that conversation that we had last month, like, yeah, there's just no way. There's no way that I thought that you know from the first day that Tony and I started a podcast that we could possibly, you know, we'd be working with Sam, you know, our idol, you know, and like, it's 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 kind of crazy. And, and even like uh, me, Tony and Katie, sometimes we have to like pinch ourselves and go like, Oh damn, we're working with like Sam and That's cool. you know, we're working with all them. You know what I mean? And like, it, it's, it's still when you're in it, you just go through the motions. Oh yeah. Yeah. I have a call with Sam today, but sometimes I'm like, Oh my God, I have a call with Sam today. You know, like that, just even that we have access, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so that it's, it, it, it yes, it, it absolutely blows my mind. That's how I felt before hopping on with you guys. You big fat liar. We talk all the time, Chris. <laughs> That's I still lot. feel it. I, I, yeah. I feel it too, Chris. How's that? I go sometimes if like going back to to what you said earlier, when you're chasing that dollar, sometimes that's all you see is the dollar. So you don't really see the 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 
how you can help others or maybe how you can impact others around you because you don't necessarily see it. You just see where you want to go or, or what, what you're focused on. Right. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with if you, you want to make, you know, $10 million, we'll go make $10 million. You know, you know what I mean? But if you want to talk about someone who's going to have a legacy or impact uh, in the community, then you got to, well, I guess use your peripheral and, and, and slow down a little bit and you can help out a lot of people on your way there. And it's, it's like, go ahead. No, no, Chris, you're up. Well, I was just going to say, it's not a one or the other, right? No. Like financial success is a real thing. And most of the people that I've met that have had like, you know, that kind of next level financial success, you know, not, um, are people that, you know, created a thing that helps a lot of people. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you talk about yeah. scaling, that's it, right? Yeah. Like, like that's, that's where the big money is, is that, that you're able to, you know, not just collect, but to give to, to, to many people. As yeah. Well, you know? yeah. And Tony, yeah. back to your point, as far as like, and it's not just chasing the dollar, you know, but if you're singularly focused on anything, whether no matter what it is, it's really hard to see outside of that those those blinders, you know those yeah. like those horse blinders. You know, like if you're not looking left and right while you're moving forward, then then I think you're you're leaving a lot behind. A good example, right? I'm going to go hairstylist for a second. That bitch left me five dollars, and I was with her for two hours. Right? You're you're ha you're way off. Yeah, you're way off. Like, like way out of the ballpark. That's not, you know, that person may have only had $5 to leave you. Like, but you got 150 other clients that, you know, I mean, that stuff balances out. My job is to just be as, be an awesome hairstylist and then be so good to my people that the balance takes care of itself. Some people are going to, you know, be able to contribute more. Some people can contribute less, but the head, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, I can't believe I just spent four. And when you can watch people long-term and if that's where their focus stays, you know, everybody has a bad day here and there, but if that's where their focus stays long-term, you can see they're going to struggle. You know, they're going to, that's the person in the salon that always seems to be, you know, we know it late on payment, you know, all the, all the stuff that comes along with it, unable to grow a clientele, blah, 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 blah. Um, and again, it's just about shifting. What are you focused on? Right. There's a compensatory piece to like doing hair. We, we got that part, but it seems like the people that grow the largest are the ones that are giving the most. And I don't mean running themselves dry. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. We've talked about that. A couple, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll kind of back up a little bit, but, um, you know, the people that are at the top of the industry, you know, all of them seem to be like really down to earth, sweet, nice people. And it's like the next tier of people or two tiers from that um, where and not everybody, clearly not everybody. But, you know, that's kind of where, you know, um, you get resistance from people, mm -hmm. you know, people that are that are scratching to get on top. Like sometimes, sometimes they're not the nicest people, but yeah. it seems like the people that, that who we would all agree have kind of made it in their own, whatever, um, are, are the nicest and humblest people. Like they don't have to, there's nothing that they need to prove, but they, they don't need anything from you. That's it. Whoa. That's it. They don't need anything from you. They, they, they enjoy your presence, your, you know, your humor, you as a person, but you know, 
they don't need any. It's super, this is kind of a super interesting thing, like where you're going. I've been doing a few things for people lately in which I'm not accepting money for. Not because they're not offering it, because I don't want it from them. I don't, I don't need anything from these particular people that I'm doing this thing for. These are good people. They're they're They have a good cause. And I want to do that work. Um, just because I, it makes me feel good to tell you the truth, but like that type of a relationship, don't get me wrong. I mean, if, you know, there are people that I accept money from and you know, a, good, a good deal of it. Right. So like, it's not, it's not that it's just, I'm happy to be there for those people because I it's, it's a worthy cause. And, um, those top people and Sam, like, you know, if you feel like, you know, Tony and Corey name dropper, like Sam will stop and talk to anybody and look you in the eye and spend his time with you and call you by name, not as a sales tactic, right? Just because he, he, he's, he, he knows that it's important for you to feel his presence for the moment. You've seen him do it thousands of times. I've been on the receiving end of it you know, where he'll have a, a meaningful conversation, even if he only has a, a short window of time. Um, we, we work with, we work with a girl that, um, that went to, uh, that went to premier Orlando a couple of years ago. And, um, we were at, uh, we were at a bar and Sam was there. And, and, and after she responded to like, Oh my gosh, it's like, I was talking to Sam and like no one else in the room mattered. And I go, Oh, you got the, you got Sam Veard. Mm -hmm. right like yeah. use that as a verb like you got Sam yeah. it, but hey, he has this amazing way of of making you feel that way and honestly you know now that you bring that up a lot of people that we've talked to on the podcast and stuff have yeah. that ability or have that i don't know and i don't want to call it a technique but just have presence presence have that presence to do it and and to be honest it's like it's it's uh, i want to be better at that you know, whether it's with my clients, whether it's with my wife, whether it's with my, my, my grandchild or my child, like I want to be more present. Cause I know a lot of times that I can, I can kind of like, uh, float off, you know, so that, 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 that's, that's my work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. Um, I fail uh, miserably at it, but it's certainly my work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, I was thinking about you talking about the scratching to the top, you know, I'm trying to claw my way to the top. And when, when I was at CUNE, um, I came from the education network into being a technical director for a couple of years. Now, to tell you the truth, it was a job that I wasn't very good at. Um, so I'll just say that, right? Like, don't be impressed. I just, I happened to be given that job probably because I was a nice guy. I'm not really sure. But, but one of the things I got to notice in watching over that, that group of educators was there was one person in particular who became the busiest person. And at the time she was so busy that I was trying to talk her off the ledge. Like you need to say no to some things. There were other people that probably were close to equal her knowledge and ability, perhaps. I mean, she, she was special in her presentation and, you know, things like that. I want to credit her for that. Um, but other people were good too. just say it like that. The difference between her being the most requested, whether she, she did end up getting control over her boundaries issue, right? But her being the most requested and others not being that person was 
I knew every time, well, her name's Amber. I knew every time Amber would go in, by the way, she now has my old job. She was the rightful owner of that job. Um, but, and she's done a much better job, but she, she cared so much about the details of like, she was prepared. She, you know, she was prepared, not so she could look cool, but she was prepared so she could do a great job for those people. The other people that were clawing were preparing to look cool. If I, for lack of a better word, they wanted, they wanted the, they wanted somebody to tell them how great they were. And it's like, that really only in the, you can have a little talent and get noticed. Right. But over time, the ones that last are the, are the ones that, you know, like have, have the right frame of mind. And I think of that as like blame versus excuses, personal responsibility, like understanding that, you know, every time you show up for work or life, you have personal response. You're the one driving. Life will throw things at you. There will be curveballs. There will be all kinds of stuff. You and I were talking about, I don't get to, I'm, I'm not the master of the results. I'm the master of the, the actions and attitudes that I put forth getting that result. And if my actions and attitudes are lined up right, and I hold myself accountable day in and day out towards getting there, that's, that's personal responsibility, right? Um, when you, when you, agree, when you set a goal, which is an agreement with yourself by this date, I want to do this thing. And you set a goal for maybe what it's going to take to get there. And every single day you show up and do that thing that builds self-esteem because you made an agreement with yourself and you kept that agreement over time, enough times in a row that you became a new person. You became a new thing, right? So like I went from wanting to learn how to cut a bob to being the Bob queen. I went for wanting to learn how to do balayage to being, you know, the master of balayage to my buddy, Ryan. Um, so like, so like, how did you do that over time? You showed up, you stayed responsible, and then you, you stopped blaming using excuses. I didn't get it because of this. I didn't get it because of that. And if you didn't get it, you still got better. Like you're closer than you ever were. And that's pretty awesome because the people sitting in your chair are benefiting, mm. you know, or the people around you have seen you become a better person. Those who want to like make the commitment to stop lying. That's a freaking tough one to do, but you try that for a little while, man, people start to trust you. How freaking awesome is that? Dude. It, it's so it's, it, yeah, it's so, this is such an interesting conversation to me. Like I, you know, like on TikTok or Instagram, um, you know, you, sometimes you'll see memes or you see someone talk about like, if you just focus six months for six months, you really, really focus, it'll change the rest of your life. And, and I think, I mean, it's not a think I know that for Tony and I, that's what happened. You know, when we started the podcast, we just like, we have no idea what we're doing. Let's focus on this really hard for six months and let's see what happens. You know, yeah. and, and I watch that change happen. You know, I watch that change happen, not just for the podcast, not just for uh, us as hairdressers, but for us as people, you know, how it how it changed, how how listening to other people's perspectives and having an open mind and conversation about about other stuff that's going on, how how that impacts every aspect of your life. It's actually Tony, do you have something you want to add on top of that? I felt like I just interrupted. 
No, 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 no. I'm, just, I'm, I'm, to me, I'm like I'm sitting in a class as well. I'm absorbing uh, all this uh, great advice or just insight from you guys. I kind of remember an episode of um, your your day off, and I, I don't know how I was able to view it. It was like a Zoom. I want to say it was you. I'm, this must have been twenty. When when did you guys start? We started actually. It's funny because um, January fifteenth, two thousand eighteen. So pretty 18. much exactly, uh, pretty much exactly uh, uh, five years from the release of this podcast. Wow. I was sitting in my apartment in Atlanta. I was still in Atlanta. I'm in Sarasota now. And somehow I captured on Instagram a conversation, maybe with you and Michael Cole, perhaps. Mm -hmm. And at that time, you both were sort of starry eyed. Like I could see that you were, you were so happy to be in that conversation and it might have been October of that year because I feel like it was a sober October discussion, perhaps. Well, I would I it, 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 I'm, sh I'm for sure that's what it was because we did sober October with Michael. It's the first time that Michael had ever talked about his sobriety publicly. So, right. one, we're like, why are you talking to us about it? You know, there's a part of that, but at the same time, really proud that we were in the room to have yeah. that conversation. You know, it's this very weird feeling. Well, you know, I mean, it's no secret. He's a, you know, he's a mentor to me, an idol, I should possibly say. And, um, Same to and, us, by the way. Right. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm only sharing that because I, I listened to the entire conversation, but I, you know, who are these two guys, you know, who are these two yahoos talking to Michael, you know, whatever. Now, but you know, five years later, I see a much different you in, in presence when I see you at a, at a hair show, you know, an event, the people that you're interacting with and the way, you know, you're not starry eyed anymore. You're grateful, but you know, you've, you've become a different thing. And like, I guess that's kind of the message. It's like, you know, no matter where you were at, um, a lot of people are listening to you. You know, this they're, they're looking for that. They're just hanging on, you know, they're looking for they're looking for that little reason to stay in the industry or a little reason to try hard this week. You know, um, they're burnt out. Some of them are super excited, you know, wow, that's amazing. I just, but you know, you're getting these people at all levels and, um, it's like, those are, God, I sort of lost my train of thought right there, but it's like the, I did. Oh, well, watching you grow, that's I'm back to it now. It's like there is something on the other side if you just put in put in the work over time, you know, put in the work over time. It just show up, show up. Every yeah, day, you know? yeah, you know, just show I, up. I'm going to go back to it, it's weird. And like, I'm going to talk about words that, you know, we, do, we don't want to talk about. We want to avoid whatever. But the truth is, is that when we first started this thing is like we're looking for any kind of validation at all. You know, so like, are we on the right path? Are we reaching the right people? Uh, is it worth our while? Is it, you know, all those things are always in the air. And, you know, even when we did, when we talked to Michael and, you know, later that year, we talked to Sam for the first time, like it's, it's a lot of it is validation and, and, and on no level, and Tony will tell you on no level, do I feel like we need that validation anymore? You know, because I think that we've, we've, we've chatted with the people that we want to chat with and we have pretty good relationships with, 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 with the people that we've had on the podcast. And it's just something that I feel really, really proud of. And, and to your point, what I feel mostly proud of is what you said. And that's like, we all go through stuff in our careers and, 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 and I've, I've tried to bail out on this career no less than 10 times, 
you know, but, um, but just showing up. So we can be the inspiration or our podcast can be the inspiration or, you know, Chris Sulame can be the inspiration to keep to, to have someone show up just one more day, just show up one more day and, and you never know what happens. You know, that, that's, that's, what's cool. And we get, we get some DMS and stuff about that as well. You know, just about, wow, that was a great conversation or that was, you know, I, this was my takeaway. It's really, really awesome to hear about what people's takeaways are. Um, from from any conversation or you know what impacted them it, it it's it's really and now i'm just blabbing on so uh whatever but <laughs> anyway that's kind of where that that's kind of where that's why that's why i think it's different now chris than than it was um a few years ago um you know just we're just really proud of, of where we are and the people that we've been able to impact both the people that work behind the chair every day and and, and the people that um that that we see our as as our our idols and mentors yeah, yeah. that's awesome that's it's awesome. consistency, right? At the end of the day, with anything, be consistent and you'll grow. You'll get you know, just that much further along. Just consistency. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to your point, Tony, if you're not consistent, there's no place to go, you know, because you're always starting over, right? If you're not right. consistent, you're always starting over. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, the lessons that you've learned are, are you have to relearn. Even if your consistent thing is just reminding yourself like that you matter. Uh, you know, I had a like you, you. I don't mean you just matter and you're, you know, but like your interactions with people matter. You're, when you go into work, it matters. The other day I was on with a cosmetology school teacher who is somebody who um, I knew from an educator network and she shared like, I never wanted to be a cosmetology school teacher. I thought that's where people went like to end their career kind of when they were sick of it, they were burnt out, they were over. And I said to her, damn, my cosmetology school teachers had a pretty fucking major impact on my life. So maybe you need to rethink what a cosmetology school teacher is. Mm. And she was like, thank you. Mm. Like (laughs) you matter (laughs) big freaking time. You know, you're an assistant, you're shampooing somebody's hair. You don't know what they just came in from. You matter. Your, your interactions matter. The energy you put forth matters. Your attitudes and outlooks and actions all matter. That's what gives you the long-term results. You don't get to see the thing of the shitty thing about results is you don't get to see them in the moment all the time. You do when you do a haircut, you know what I mean? But like, if we're talking about putting in the work and by the way, we started out this conversation talking about burnout. The work could be that conversation that you have to have about your new pricing. The work could be a conversation about the fact that you're, you're not cutting your hours. You're going back to what their hours were supposed to be to begin with. You've been, <laughs> you've been adding people on, you know, th- th- that that's putting in the work. It's like giving myself the quality of life that I want. One of my brothers is a barber. He has a really busy hair barbershop in Philly. And uh, for years, he, he, for some reason, he had this idea that like ha- be, having a four day work week was going to be like his saving grace right we we would talk about it literally i'm dude i'm telling you guys for like 10 years every single maybe every day like you know we talk on the phone like every day and uh finally one day he did it he went down to four days now he thinks he's his life is you know like he hit the pot of gold i'm like dude you could have done that anytime i mean you (laughs) you literally could have done that at any time you you tortured yourself Listen, if you're a hairdresser, you should be working four days a week. We, I started in 2000. I started 23 years ago working four days a week, and and I don't know any different. You know, like like at Christmas time, 
it's a whole nother thing. But but I actually came in and worked a, a fifth day, you know, during that week. And I was like, I wanted to kill myself. You know, I'm like, this is like BS, man. This is, people work too hard, you know, but, yeah. but but you know what it is? It's that when you get back from that three day weekend, like you just feel re-energized. Like I work Wednesday through Saturday. And the truth is, is that by Wednesday, I'm kind of ready to go back to work, you know, to where on a two day week, I'm like, Hey, some more time out of this. Yeah, that's crazy. Hey, Chris. So if people are listening in and they, they, they love the conversation that we've had, how can they find you? Yeah. So please follow me. If you're interested in personal development stuff, I'm not going to be showing hair or any, anything like that. Usually I'm on a hike somewhere when that's when my thoughts come to me, but um, it's at Chris Sulame, C-H-R-I-S-S-U-L-I-M-A-Y on Instagram. And on TikTok, it's at Chris Sulame 13. Oh, there's, there's 12 other ones, Chris. No, you know what happened? My, I started a TikTok account a while back. I locked myself out of it. Couldn't remember what I actually called the handle, blah, blah, blah. And lo and behold, I had just called it my name. So Chris Solome was taken by me and I didn't know it. <laughs> and for the record, he did it 12 times. Yeah. He 12 times. Yeah. So if you can't find Chris Solome 13, try Chris Solome 14. That'll be his next, uh, his next. <laughs> hey, thanks awesome. guys. This was a ton of fun. Hey, and, 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 you know, uh, Chris is a great follow, honestly. I mean, it's, it's, um, he uh he's giving a lot of inspiration i'm sure that some of the uh, he'll clip out some of these uh these conversations today as well um it's just uh, i i i i get a lot from it and that's you know when we talked a couple months ago i was like chris i really like what you're up to congratulations i think it's really really cool um i mean there's a part of me that kind of wishes i could do it the the the, the kind of the way that you're doing it um i got to just get a little bit more comfortable in front of that uh in front of that camera you know i could talk behind a mic all day long but uh you put a camera on me and, uh, Dude, people would love to see your face. Are you kidding me? I can't wait. I'm, I'm going to be following every day now. Oh, it's not happening. I assure you. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but if it did, that's what it would look like. Chris, thank you. Thank, thank you for the years of friendship. I, I, I really appreciate it. I, I appreciate um, on a personal note, I appreciate the phone calls that, 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 that we have. It seems to be like every month or so. Um, just appreciate you. Appreciate everything that you're putting out there in the industry. And, uh, and just thank you very, very much. And thank you for joining us on your day off. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, share it with friends, give us a rating and drop a review to listen to all the latest podcasts. Please subscribe from your favorite podcast outlet and to stay connected on and off the show. You can follow us at hair on Instagram and all other social media platforms. Thanks again. And we'll see you next time. Peace and love.